0: Listen to What Could Go Right, wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this
0: board. This is Uncanny USA.
1: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)
0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Eves and you're listening to This Day in History class. A podcast that really takes to heart the phrase, you learn something new every day. Today is November 24th, 2019. The day was November 24th, 1914. Bessie Blunt was born in Hickory, Virginia. Blunt was a physical therapist and inventor who created tools and devices to help people with physical disabilities. Bessie's parents were George Woodard and Mary Elizabeth Griffin. She went to Diggs Chapel Elementary School, a school that was built after the Civil War for the children of formerly enslaved people and Native Americans. She said that at the school, black kids learned how to read by reading verses out of the Bible. She was left-handed, but one of her teachers would beat her on her knuckles for writing with her left hand. She figured that, quote, If it was wrong to write with my left hand, then it was wrong to write with my right hand. So she taught herself to write with her teeth and feet. Her family moved to New Jersey, where Bessie studied nursing at Kenny Memorial Hospital and attended Panzer College of Physical Education. After she graduated from Panzer, she studied physical therapy at Union Junior College. Once she became a practicing physical therapist, she worked at veterans' hospitals where she taught soldiers who lost limbs or didn't have use of their limbs new ways to perform tasks. She taught them how to write with their teeth and feet, and she designed inventions that would help the veterans with tasks that could not be compensated for with physical therapy. One of those inventions was a device that helped people who were unable to use their limbs to reach their mouth eat on their own. She spent 10 months developing her first design of this device, and after about four years of further development, she created a working model made of stainless steel, One bite of food at a time was delivered through a tube. A patient would then bite down on the tube, which activated a motor and dispensed that bite of food through the mouthpiece. The device shut down between bites so the patient would have time to chew the food. The chief medical director of the Veterans Administration told her the feeding device was impractical and that hand feeding was preferred. Medical supply companies were not buying into her device, so she donated the patent rights to the French government in 1951. The French government was interested in using the device in military hospitals, but also designed another feeding device, which was made up of a tube attached to a dish that was connected to a brace that a person wore around their neck. In 1953, she appeared on a television show about inventions called The Big Idea. She went on to work as a caretaker for the mother-in-law of Theodore Edison, son of inventor Thomas Edison. And she designed more inventions, like a kidney-shaped vomit basin made out of papier-mâché. The invention wasn't picked up in the U.S., but the Belgian government took interest in it and the basins are still used in Belgian hospitals today. In 1969, Blunt switched career paths, turning to forensic science. She became a handwriting analyst and published a paper on medical graphology, or the study of handwriting. She detected forged documents for the Vineland Police Department in New Jersey and for police departments in Virginia. She applied to work in the FBI and was turned down. But in 1977, she took an advanced studies course in the document division at Scotland Yard. She's believed to be the first Black American woman to train and work at Scotland Yard. In her later years, Blunt continued to do freelance forensic work, and she authenticated documents for museums. She also worked as a consultant in law enforcement investigations. Blunt died in New Jersey in December of 2009. I'm Eve Shefcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. Or if you want to get a little more fancy, you can send us an email at thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow with another episode.